You think when Torch gets excited, he loses control? <laughs> that would suck. He just incinerates every girlfriend he has. <laughs> Man, life sucks being the human Torch. Well, think, obviously, he, that's not the case because he's with a lot of ladies and they're not all dead. Unless you just don't well, hear about do them you all ever, dying. The do dark you, side of the human Torch. He's with, he's with a lot of ladies, but do you ever see him with a woman for a second time? All I remember well, are women that you've only seen boy. once. Exactly. We don't know what happens to those girls after he's I done with them. I guess that's true. They could all be ashes. They could all be ashes. Um, wouldn't Rogue be the worst? Ooh. Yeah, Rogue might be the worst. Well, I mean, condoms and body stockings, though. Those condoms from the naked gun? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh my god. I bet you freaking Reed Richards or Plastic Man are the best are the best superhero lovers I mean I, I would definitely say Reed Richard yeah can Plastic Man make um, complicated things mechanical yeah oh yeah or mechanical things I'm not sure Reed Richards I know Reed Richards cannot Plastic Man is definitely like like Reed Richards is always like sucked into his work or whatever Plastic Man is always flirting with people well so, we're not going about that type of personality Actually, yeah, when it comes down to bed. But what I'm saying is, like, he might have more experience. Like, what I'm saying is, can Plastic Man make his... Oh, no, I know the question you're asking. Can can he make a Hitachi magic wand? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find out. Because if so, he wins. (laughs) I mean, like, I know he can definitely make... Like, he can definitely do all the things that Reed Richards can do, but I don't know if he can do anything Ew, you know the grossest one is? Ant-Man. Ant-Man, hey. <laughs> I mean, he might not be bad. Because there, there is actually, in Marvel continuity... Ants in your pants, dude. There is, in Marvel continuity, a, uh, a, a love scene with uh, Hank Pym and Jan, where he shrinks down and goes down on her. Really? Yeah, there is actually a scene of that. I can't remember which comic it was in, but it might have even been in the Ultimates. I'm positive there is one. Well, I'm not saying that there isn't one. I'm just oh. saying if I was in that position, I oh, don't know I if I'd like that. Do you guys know where I was <clears throat> when I very first learned about sex? Church. I was in the Savage Land! You don't know the power of the dark side! Welcome back, you savages. And that song was The Imperial March by Seldweller. My name is Jason, and I'm your host. With me today... Rachel. Matthew. And we are back. How are you guys doing today? Super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, man. It's quite an interesting conversation, but food, food for thought. Definitely. Um, today, as you may have guessed by the, the theme song, our theme of the day will be Star Wars, as all three of us happened to wear Star Wars shirts today until Matt changed his, because 
I don't know why. They got hot and sweaty. <laughs> it's steamy in here. It is steamy. I'm sorry. I'll leave the room. Thanks. <laughs> but before we get into Star Wars, we wanted to kind of conclude our topic last week because there were definitely things that uh, that we wanted to talk about that we didn't end up getting to talk about. Um, I know that, that Rachel, you had a few things that uh, that you wanted to say. So let's let's hear from you what uh, what you got on the brain. Um. Well. I just want to bring up one comic that has stuck with me for a few years, mm-hmm. and it's called I Kill Giants by Joe Kelly. What's it about? I like Joe Kelly, by the way. I know. He's awesome. He's great. Um, well, I don't want to give too much away about it, but it is about a little girl who is outcast in school. She plays D&D. She mm-hmm. thinks everybody around her is stupid, basically. Mm-hmm. And they make fun of her and tell her that she should like girl things and she likes boy things and she gets super pissed and then gets in a lot of fights. And I just, I relate to it because being an outcast and yeah. liking Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy things. That makes sense. Yeah, you can relate to it. Oh yeah. And so, so what, uh, what's her, like what's, what's the big theme of? Of they kill giants, so that's that's our that's our status quo when we first meet our main character. Then what uh, what ensues? Um, well, it, it's kind of a dealing with your problems type thing. She doesn't know how to deal with it, so she manifests all her fears as monsters, mainly giants. Hmm. So all the bullies are giants. Are giants. All your problems are giants, and you have to face your giants and kill them. And kill the bullies. Kill the bullies, yes. <laughs> so it's about a mass murderer is what yes. you're saying. Okay. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's just about facing your problems. And actually, like, because she doesn't deal with them directly, they yeah. manifest as fantasy things. So kind of have to face this, and you can do it, and you can kill them. That's really cool. I, uh... What's that? You're showing me the Max? Yeah, I just remember we were talking about it last week. And oh, that's the cover for Okay, I think I've seen that before, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember okay. that. that. So, I Kill Giants sounds very similar to uh, what I've, like, the synopsis I've read of Joe the Barbarian by Grant Morrison and Sean Murphy. That's one. <laughs> we gotta take a shot. Take a drink. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You were right. I found out like anytime I talk about comic books, either Jeff Johns or Grant Morrison comes up, or Sean Murphy, or Sean Murphy now because like I I've been going on such a Sean Murphy binge lately because his art is so fucking great. Like he's got I don't know he's got like this really like weird very heavy ink style and then just I don't know it's cool. He does it. It is good. I'll agree with you. It's a great style. Um, and he's worked with tons of great writers, which is. A benefit, you know, like he's worked with uh, obviously Grant Morrison, Scott or Scott Snyder, a um, bunch of other people. Anyway, but yeah, no, it's like Joe the Barbarian is about like a little diabetic kid or whatever that like his is yeah like his problems and things like that manifest as like this weird like Lord of the Rings meets crazy animal sort of like mythological world or whatever where he like his pet rat becomes like this huge hulking warrior with a sword and crap and it's really cool. That sounds very similar. Yeah, it, it's similar, but she, she sees, like, fairies and stuff like that in the grass, and she'll talk yeah. to them, and she sets traps for all her giants. And I, like, if people come up to me, my immediate thought is, why are you talking to me? 
And she's basically the same way. Sounds so, like an optimistic way to approach so, conversations. So I relate to her in that sense because it's not immediately like, hey, let's be friends. It's why are you talking to me? <laughs> so. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I, I'm very much of a hey, let's be friends guy. I think it's just because I talk too much. It's probably probably has something to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I think that's why people like, like, I think that's why growing up my favorite like comic book characters were like Beast Boy and Kid Flash and stuff because they were always really mouthy and optimistic and like i don't know i i liked superboy and robin as well because they were like the opposite of that but i it, it was really cool it's like the team dynamic of having those weird people together see and i yeah. just liked the loners that hated everything and yeah. killed everybody <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> i always this is like a weird a weird thing, but I always imagine that Dexter, the TV show, is just like the adult version of Dexter from Dexter's Lab. Because, <laughs> like, if you stretch your imagination far enough, it could fit. I can see that, actually. You know, like, he just he grows up, he kills his sister and parents, and becomes the serial killer. You know? I like that. I also like the theory... Um of Kevin McAllister from Home Alone growing up to be Jigsaw from the Saw movies. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I love that, actually. There's a lot of crazy fan theories out there, like the uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Titanic becomes Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Inception, you know? Because at the end of Titanic, he's in the ocean, and then at the beginning oh, yeah. of Inception, he well, washes up on the beach. We kind of talked about that, because I like the theory that um, in Titanic, he's a time traveler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that better, because he was sent back to save Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it much more interesting. That does. <laughs> I love fan theories. You got, any, you got any fun fan theories you've heard over the years, Matthew? Uh, No. No? You've never heard a fan theory? <laughs> I just can't remember any. Can't remember any? No, off the top of my head. I love them. I love them so much. I, I can't remember any off the top of my head, though, but I've there's like a, there's an entire subreddit devoted to like fan theories, and it's probably the best thing ever. Um, there, was, there was one that had to do with, oh, there's like Stan Lee is the Watcher in the, Marvel, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? And he's the link between all the universes, like the Spider-Man universe and the X-Men universe and everything. He's omnipresent throughout the multiverse, and he always shows up during big events, you know? And so I'm like, that actually kind of makes sense, because he's always there when a big supervillain fight happens, even in different universes. So, like, it's... I, I actually like that theory. I, I want, like, there... I want there to be, like, an original Sin story in the movies where Stan Lee is the Watcher and he gets killed. <laughs> that would be kind of <laughs> creepy, actually. Well, because, yeah, because then someone have to, like, rip his eyes out and... yeah. Still, special effects, they can do it. I mean, like, they could probably adapt it a well, little more They wouldn't more actually friendly. rip his eyes out? Yeah, I know, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Unless he's really method, like, he might be insanely method. It's like, no, I want, I want you to rip my eyes out. I'm really devoted to the role. <laughs> That's my Stanley impression. <laughs> That's a weird That's super good. Stanley impression. <laughs> Excelsior! I don't know. It's like the Skeletor right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Skeletor. <laughs> oh, man. Did you not know that Stan Lee voiced Skeletor? Did you guys not know that? <laughs> this is during his, uh, during his voice, or during his voice acting days. Uh, 
Skeletor were so funny. One of my favorite episodes is called Evil Seed, and he's just like, he has all these jokes in it. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I watch He-Man still. Oh, boy. He- He-Man's great. Okay, have you read Harry Potter, Matt? Yeah. You have? Okay. Hey. Check out. Hey. Let's see. I don't, I think, well, because this has to do with Snape, so you're all the way through Snape's arc at this point. I will be starting the seventh book. Yeah, this won't spoil the seventh okay. book. Okay. Because I'll be really upset. Yeah, no, this is, this is good. Okay. So, the first thing that Snape asks Harry is, Potter, why, uh, what would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood? And according to Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily, meaning my regrets follow you to the grave. Oh. And wormwood means absence and also typically symbolized bitter sorrow. If you combined that, it meant I bitterly regret Lily's death. Holy cow. Right? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's That's awesome. J.K. Rowling's wow. pretty uh pretty Easter eggy, apparently. But yeah, there's there's all sorts of things like the uh he knew all along from uh, Willy Wonka. This is all just stuff on Reddit. Um, from Simpsons, Chief Wiggum's wife had an affair with Eddie, and Ralph is actually Chief Wiggum's son. Or is actually Eddie's son, sorry. Oh, they do. <laughs> they look very similar, don't they? <laughs> That's the only explanation on that post, is just that picture of them side by side. <laughs> Oh, man. There's, like, I'm actually really liking this subreddit right now. There's one that's super long about the Joker actually having a superpower, but it's too long for me to actually read here, so I'm not even doing it. Wait, did I catch that you're just now reading Harry Potter? Yes. Right? Okay. What the hell? I, that's fine. I, I didn't want to read it because I'm one of those people that if you keep telling me to do something, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So people kept telling me to read it, so obviously I'm not going to read it. I saw the first two movies, and I didn't really like them. I remember my friend asked me after the first movie what I what was my favorite part, and I said when I got to leave. <laughs> like I just didn't like it. But then I started actually reading the books a few years ago, and I love it. I, I even right. cosplay as a Slytherin student because I went on Potter- nerd. I, I went on <laughs> I went on Pottermore and I got sorted into Slytherin. There like, you go. I embrace it. I love Harry Potter. I Harry Potter's awesome. I'm really it glad is. that you are reading it. I I dated a girl once and I'm like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Like totally since the books came out, I've been fully invested. And I dated a girl once um, that refused to read Harry Potter. She watched one movie and refused to read the books. After that. And it pissed me off to no end. Like, I couldn't... And it was the same thing. Like, no, everyone likes it. It bugged me so bad. I dated her for, like, two and a half years or something like that and still couldn't get her to, to read them. I, I'll do it on my own time. Yeah. But the more you tell me to do it, the longer it's going to take me to get to it. Yeah, basically. don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the boss. I'm a strong, yeah. independent woman you who don't need no man. You don't know me. You don't pay my bills. You don't know my life. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> oh, I read all the books and saw the movies, and I... <laughs> think i can fairly say that i really just don't care for it you don't care for harry potter Mm-mm. holy crap nope matt there's so many revelations <laughs> i find out about you that just make me wonder why we're friends <laughs> <laughs> i like other stuff you do you do like other stuff yeah there's other great stuff out there i mean it's not bad it's <laughs> good for what it is yeah. but i'm just not yeah. really just not into it it's i, I love i love harry potter and i'm glad that i've gotten this far in life 
and not known too many spoilers. Because yeah. I kind of felt like I was the last person on Earth that hadn't read Harry Potter and didn't You're know. Probably right. So, like, when Dumbledore dies, I was at my desk at work. And I put the my <laughs> iPad down and I go to my coworker. I'm like, Dumbledore just died. <laughs> like, Snape just killed him. <laughs> and he's just staring at me. I was really upset. I threw my glasses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I... Oh, yeah, when that when that happened, I was Well, and then displeased. I had a, a break because Sirius died, and he was my favorite, and I was super pissed off. That shit was devastating. It was like a... It's been a year since I read any of them, because <laughs> I was so mad. That one... There's... It gets very Game of Thronesy towards the end, as far as <laughs> character sacrifice goes. Not that, like, everyone dies, but, like... I know a lot of people die, but... yeah. I don't know who, so nobody yeah. tell me. No, I won't. I won't tell you. But there are there are a good amount amount of deaths. Um, so this, I uh, I wanted to give everyone the full the full fan theory of the uh, time traveler from Titanic. Yes, so got it it's so up. good. Here we go. <clears throat> Jack from Titanic was a time traveler that was only there to save Rose from committing suicide and altering the timeline. This may seem ridiculous, but think about it for a moment. If Rose jumped to her demise, then the ship would have stopped to look for her. The temporary delay would lead to warmer weather, and the Titanic would never hit the or would have never hit the iceberg. This is also why Jack made it a note to spend so much time with her. His job was to ensure her survival. Let's look at the evidence. Jack doesn't have any currency in this time period, so he has to gamble in order to get the ticket in the first place. He mentions uh, fishing at Lake Wissota which is a man-made lake created in 1917, five years after the Titanic sank. His haircut seemed completely out of place for the era. Furthermore, that rucksack wasn't common until the late 30s. He claims he will take Rose on a roller coaster on the Santa Monica Pier, which wouldn't be built until 1916. How else would Jack have knowledge of these future places? What other James Cameron movie had time travel? Terminator. That's right. Rose is, in fact, Sarah Connor's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's that's, good. It's pretty... That's a good theory. I feel like it definitely explains James Cameron's laziness a lot better than James Cameron being lazy would. Exactly. Okay, I got a theory. I got a fan theory. Okay. This is one of my favorite fan theories. <clears throat> and I'm also, this is also going to segue into our topic, so let's make sure we're done wrapping up our uh, part quote part two. Okay. Are we? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi killed Owen and, and Beru and killed the Jawas. To get Luke to go with him? To get Luke to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not bad, actually. Hmm. <laughs> I, I could see that. Like, because it, it is oddly, like coincidental that you know luke just goes and chills out with obi-wan for a while and obi-wan tries to convince him to go and then he gets back and oh my god they're dead yep that's oh, interesting that, that is a good point there is a there is the theory of uh star wars and et being in the same universe have you well, seen that one well because they're in the senate and that stupid movie yep and uh in one of the in episode one the ets are, are in the senate and then the awesome moment when uh yoda appears in the E.T. movie, just in a kid's Halloween costume. Oh, or the one where when Han Solo's in Carbonite, his dream is the Indiana Jones trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's, That's awesome, perfect. actually. <laughs> There's even one about why stormtroopers can't hear and or can't hit anything. Want to hear this? Is that the one where because they want them on the? Is it the, was it the one that has to do with them getting off the Death Star? So <laughs> it's let's see, it's it, it's got some steps to it. So let's see. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope opens with a rebel crew defending a bottleneck in their ship uh, from Imperial troops. It does not go well for the rebels or for Princess Leia. Later, Ben Kenobi, a Jedi Master and respected general, speaks highly of Imperial marksmanship. Our next encounter with the stormtroopers. Ah, uh, but see, well, that could be a lie because he's trying. He's just showing. He's telling Luke that because he just destroyed. He just did it himself. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's actually pretty good. Our, our next encounter with the stormtroopers is in Mos Eisley, where they attempt to stop the rebels from fleeing the city. Han Solo is the only person outside the ship. He manages to escape, which is not surprising for a smuggler already carrying a notorious reputation. Once we're aboard the Death Star, the stormtroopers take a sudden dive in competence. They suddenly cannot hit their targets and lack basic problem-solving skills when they can't, like, get, you know, when, like, the door is, like, stuck barely open and they're just, like, having a hard time even yeah. getting there to Luke and Leia. Also, then there's the one dude who hits his head on the door, which I love. Every single time I see that, I crack up. If you, you know, when they're yeah. walking into C-3PO and R2, it's great. Um, let's see. And then uh, the Rebels escape the Death Star, but Princess Leia suspects they are being tracked. Grand Moff Tarkin confirms her suspicions. Uh, in what may be the most underrated revelation of the franchise, we learn that every bit of Imperial incompetence was planned. Every missed shot... And death at the hands of rebels was all part of the plan. It turns out that feigned incompetence uh, is a popular strength within the Empire. Throughout the films, Imperial troops appear to have no trouble overpowering the rebels, except when ordered to keep a high-value target alive, because there is a greater goal in mind. The only exception happens during the Battle of Endor. Imperial forces initially overwhelm the rebels, but are counterattacked by a larger force of Ewoks. And while you may scoff at the Empire being defeated by teddy bears, remember, those Ewoks had no trouble taking out the Rebels, too. Despite their misses, we can see the Stormtroopers are not the incompetent goons we crack jokes about, but the real reason they often miss our heroes is simple. It's a movie, and movies would have been a lot less entertaining if Luke's destiny was him being a smoldering pile of ashes on Tatooine instead of him rising to defeat the Empire. So basically, it's just a fan theory that it's a movie. But... Before you get to that point... Well, thanks a lot. Yeah. Before you get to that point, though, I mean, it's pretty hopeful. Like, yeah, Darth Vader's just trying to keep Luke alive for his destiny to rule with him. And... But whatever, it's just... Wait, nobody really lived the Star Wars? Well... They they lived the Star Wars. We don't know. We don't know, guys. (laughs) A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, okay? The only people that don't like Star Wars are the people (laughs) in Star Wars. (laughs) Because they lived it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but I so I was watching The New Hope the other day and I'm like I'm getting so mad at some of the scenes in it. I really like I love the Star Wars movies, but there's so many things that make no sense. Like when Luke all of a sudden just starts understanding R2 most of the way like he's almost done with the movie and R2 just like makes some remark and he's like, "Oh, it's okay, R2. We'll make it through" or something like that. Like well, yeah, because like when they go get him, he doesn't understand. Yeah, he doesn't understand. C three PO has to translate for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the, then, the assumption there is that on the X wing, that little readout is showing him what R two saying. Is that what the assumption is? That's uh, a pretty good guess. 
that would make more sense. That's actually fair because I was like yelling at the screen, like Luke, because you don't when, understand when what he's, he's saying. When he's on the X Wing, you need to have some form of communication between them, as he is an astromech droid who's sort of the brains of the X Wing. That's fair. Is there a so time have, that he does that when he's not in the X Wing? When he talks to R two, he talks to R two. I wonder if there's like on when they're on Dagobah. Or Dagobah, as he says. Yeah, he he talks to R2 on Dagobah. But at that point, you can assume that it's been four years since A New Hope. He's probably had time to learn. He just, like, learns the beat patterns. Sure. <laughs> I think you would after that amount of time. I know I wouldn't. I mean, maybe other people <laughs> would, but you're severely overestimating my competence <laughs> if you think that I can. I what's so what's your favorite like your favorite character in all of Star Wars though? We'll we'll start with uh Rachel. In all of Star Warsdom. Or I can go first while you think of your answer. <laughs> well, like I would say like I have a stuffed Tauntaun. I love the Tauntaun. <laughs> <They're> so cute. <laughs> I I love the only reason I love the Tauntauns is because of uh the family guy spoofs. In the Family Guy spoof, yeah. it's a Don Don, and yeah. it's just Don Knotts' face <laughs> on this body. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the first thing that pops in my head. But I guess human-wise, I would say Han Solo. Han Solo? Yeah. Just because he's a smooth talker he and is. a scoundrel, or what? Yeah. I'll go with him wherever he wants me to go. I like, like... <laughs> I do like the subtleties to Harrison Ford's acting in that in those movies. Like, yeah. there's a reason why he's been the most successful out of any of those actors. I think he also is the funniest. Yeah. And I'm more attracted to humor, so... Yeah. I'm, yeah. No, he was super funny. I love, like, when he's when he's sitting there talking to Greedo in the bar, and, like, when he's reaching down for his gun with the other hand, he does something with his left hand, like, reaches up and is, like, picking at the wall yeah. or something like that to, like, distract him. There's so many little things yeah. like that. Like no. My favorite is um, when they're in the Stormtrooper outfits and mm-hmm. he's talking to the guy and he just says how are you <laughs> that's probably my favorite line of all time and then he just shoots the thing everything's everything's great up here how are you how are you who is this he just shoots it <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> that was such that was such a good scene i was laughing out loud what's uh who's your favorite character matt uh, come back to me i don't know come back to you okay <laughs> I honestly, and this is, the funny thing to me is that, like, many people's favorite Star Wars character is Boba Fett. You know, like, as a kid, my favorite character by far was Boba Fett before the prequels came out. Um, is Like, after the prequels, Darth Maul was kind of, like, I, I kind of dug Darth Maul. And I was yeah. still pretty young, so I didn't really know any better than to like those movies. You know? <laughs> okay. But. I'll let that uh, slide. And, I mean, Darth, come on, Darth Maul was the best part of those movies. Yeah. By far. Mm, sure. <laughs> if you had to pick a good thing about those movies, I'd say Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. Yeah, I mean yeah. Ray Park, like in the, all the action scenes, and just his face in general, like looked pretty badass. Yeah. Except there was no like, I hate I hate the title, the Phantom Menace, because like I don't like maybe Palpatine is the like, but Darth Maul is definitely not the Phantom Menace. Like, no one really is. You could sort of argue Palpatine, but it's not like Palpatine actually really does anything in that movie. I don't really remember those movies much, because I... You tried to block them out? Well, that, and I think I actually only saw them, like, once each, except the first one, because I remember it was on TV, and as I was watching it, I said to my roommate, you know, 
none of these movies would have happened if Anakin didn't win that race. It's true. If Anakin didn't win that pod race. <laughs> none of this would have happened. None of it would have happened. And I actually, the pod race sequence was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. There, like, there are some good things about those movies. There are just a lot of bad things about those movies as well. And the plot, like, the plot overall isn't too bad. It's just overly complicated and, like, yeah, insanely true. monotonous. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, the political intrigue of it and all that, it's, it's fairly well-crafted. It's just, it, like, it doesn't belong in a Star Wars movie. You know, like, it's, it's cool to see, like, this is how Palpatine actually gained his power and, and sort of orchestrated things like Frank Underwood from House of Cards style, like, plays all these people like a sociopath and all that. Like, it's kind of cool. But, like, that stuff could have been explained in, like, 10, 15 minutes and then left the rest of the prequels, yeah, that's, too. That's my main complaint about the prequels is, like, each one you could have shaved, like, an Taunt. hour or maybe more Tons off of time off of and not lost any plot. Yeah. Well, and there's so there's actually a uh, there's a series of videos on YouTube called what if what if the prequels or what if the Star Wars prequels were good. And it's this guy who basically goes and adjusts all the plot in the and he hasn't released the episode the third episode yet, but he's got episode 1 and episode 2 and he just goes through and like adjusts the plot for everything. And uh, basically what he does is he makes the prequel center around Obi-Wan instead of Anakin. You know, and it's, it starts with Obi-Wan being trained by Qui-Gon, and then you go on to him, you know, training his own apprentice and, and actually having, like, a love triangle with uh, with uh, Padme. And, like, this this is really interesting. It actually, like, makes for a compelling story. I'm really digging it so that far. That way more interesting than the real yeah. thing. I know. Like, all you people at home and, and us after this after this podcast, we should definitely watch those videos because they're, they're not bad at all. Um... But anyway, like back to back to what we started talking about there. I I think it's funny how Boba Fett is like everyone's favorite character from the original movies or whatever, or a lot of people's favorite character. I don't get it. But like he shows up for like fifteen minutes at the most, like in those in those series. Yeah, that's so, why I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's just because he looks cool. You know what I mean? He's got that helmet. Well, and Vader looks cool too. So is Vader, but he's a bad guy. You know, your favorite can't be a bad guy when you're a kid. He was my favorite. Unless you're one. Rachel. Unless you're me. Unless you're a horror movie Rachel. Then, yeah. Then you'll join <laughs> the dark side. Yeah, like, no. no question I'd join the dark side. There you go. Yeah, you'll just be another one of those lemmings. <laughs> <laughs> I No, I, I, I do like Boba Fett, but I only started liking him after I like read. I, I mean, I always liked him, but he was never like my favorite character. And then I started reading the Boba Fett Extended Universe books. They're pretty cool, you know, like he blasts himself out of the Rancor pit. Um, or the Sarlacc pit, I'm sorry, the Rancor was the monster in Jabba's palace. Um, but he blasts himself out of the Sarlacc pit and then like goes on his own sort of adventures and stuff and finds out more about his dad and a lot of cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really think like because of that, Boba Fett's one of my favorite characters, but I still just really like Obi-Wan. He's just like, he's so sassy. He's, he's, he is pretty sassy. <laughs> he's sassy as hell. Especially even in the, like, cause he was another like good part about the prequels was Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan. Just like some of the comments that he makes to Anakin half the time. And just like the, the whole th- part where he hates flying, just absolutely fucking hates flying. And, uh, I don't know, just, I, there's so many things that I love about him, but he's just, I really like his sass is the main reason why. <laughs> Oh, I'll agree with that. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Have you have you come to an answer? You don't have to pick like absolute top favorite. You can you can list off some of your favorites and why. Uh okay, I'll do that. Um 
I like TK421. TK421, remind me who that is. <clears throat> is that the bounty hunter? That's the stormtrooper that wasn't at his post. <laughs> <laughs> In which movie? In A New Hope. Oh, oh. TK421, <laughs> why aren't you at your post? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. Um, I like yeah, I like TK421. Um I like uh Admiral Piet. Admiral Piet, yes. I really like that actor and I, his sassy face. He's such a cool guy. So Piet don't believe what what does he say? What's his line about like your your hokey wizard? No, that's not Admiral Piet. Admiral Piet is the guy who was promoted from captain to admiral in the Battle of Hoth. Mm. Um, the first guy came in too close to the system, alerted the rebels that presence Vader chokes him, and then he says, uh, Vader says something to Captain, and then he ends it with Admiral Piet. Oh, that's right. That's okay. He him there. Yeah. So that guy's, that guy kicks Oh, because he's right after the guy gets choked through the, uh, through the TV. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but he's like Vader's right hand, sort of like, you know, Admiral Imperial officer guy. Mm-hmm. And so he's badass in Empire, and he's badass. He's not as much in Jedi, but he's still in it a little bit, and he's cool there. Nice. I like him. Uh, I like Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar is great. Well, it's a trap. <laughs> but not just for the not just for that line, but like just him as a character. I think yeah. he's super cool. I don't know tons about him. I just love. It's a trap. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it was an internet meme for years. Yes. It was just like, it was so random for me because like I, I had ADD watching those movies. And so like, I, like, I don't, they really didn't set him up too much up until that point. Like there were, there were scenes with him and stuff, but I didn't pay attention because they were very talky scenes. And I was a kid and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck the talking. But then there's just that one scene where you're like, what the, that fish guy just screaming, it's a trap for a second. And then he's gone. What the hell? Anyway. <laughs> but so what what is it that's that's uh that you find most intriguing about akbar well i like akbar because he's you know he's i like what i like about star wars are the or like i was saying earlier the anything not related to jedi force stuff so imperial officers rebel officers Sort of the whole seedy underbelly. That stuff's all what's really intriguing to me about Star Wars. And that's why I just really do not like the prequels. Because the prequels are all about Jedi. Yeah. And I think you lose that sort of, like, you know, the cool factor. Yeah. Anyway, so, I don't know. I like those guys. I like, uh... (laughs) Shit, I don't know. I... So I, I, and I, I know what you mean, like on the, you know, non-force heavy characters. Um, cause I love, uh, like general Rex and the 501st Legion from, from the clone wars era. Dudes are badass. Like they're, you know, basically like seal team six, but for the, the clones and like the stories following them, there's the stories that they're involved with like Anakin. Um, but then there's also the ones where they're, they're away from them and there's a bunch of novels written about them. Um, and they're like, they're pretty badass. Captain Rex is one of the most badass stormtrooper or clone troopers out there like he he's just one of those dudes like that finds a way to survive in any situation and i i love that and he's also part of the only you know one of the only legions of of clone troopers that didn't go through with order 66 that just left the uh the imperial order instead of killing the jedi which was awesome um 
But then, like, I, I also love freaking Grand Moff Tarkin. I do, too. I think Tarkin's an awesome character. Hell, yeah. He's so, like, I don't know, he's so freaking evil. And he, like, in especially in A New Hope, he's kind of, like, you know, he's he's more important than Vader is in New Hope. Oh, he is more important than Vader. Yeah, like, I, I love, you know, the scene when Leia, and, and dude, okay, Leia, she, like, Carrie Fisher changes her accent so vast between New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, she does. Because in, in A New Hope, she is, like, almost fully British accent. Yeah. It's pretty bad, and then all of a sudden, in, in A New Hope, they're like, "All right, you can." Or I mean, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, like you can just stop that. But just that scene when she's talking to Tarkin, you know, like giving him the whole oh, "the further you squeeze, the more systems will fall through your fingers." It's like, not if I blow up your planet. Slip through your fingers. Yeah, slip through your your wrinkly fingers. But I love his sunken ass eyes too. No, dude, Peter Cushing's a fucking awesome actor. Yeah, he died in like '94. Yep. It's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, no, those are, those, like, a, a lot of the characters I like the most in Star Wars are, are usually sideline characters. I mean, Han Solo is great, and he's probably my favorite main character. Yeah. But, or Vader. I love Vader. Vader. Vader's cool. Did you know this is a quick Grand Moff Tarkin fact? But did you know that uh, on the set of, so on the set of Star Wars, Peter Cushing hated the boots they made for him? And so he wouldn't wear them, and he just wore slippers, and, and George Lucas agreed to not shoot his feet. So the entire time, Grandma Tarkin's just wearing slippers. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be so weird? Like, I just picture them being, like, pink, fluffy house slippers that some old lady would wear, and you're just talking to this guy who's supposed to be really intimidating, and you just see this, like, blur of pink from your peripheral. I, I like to think that that's how they are instead of just normal slippers. I'm sure they were just normal. Nope. They had to be pink, fluffy slippers. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. I, yeah. I, so, who are, who are your least favorite Star Wars characters, now that we've kind of talked about our favorites? Um, it's tricky, because it sort of makes me have to just, uh, like, acknowledge the existence of the prequels <laughs> <laughs> let's say here so we can do two versions of this question we can do characters we wish never existed and characters we hated but were important um <laughs> what characters did i hate well there's not a lot from the the original trilogy that i hate really no i mean as much as as annoying as leia is she's 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 still function it's like is a functioning member of the team. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I so the character that I really hate in uh, in A New Hope is Luke's friend from Tatooine. I don't like him at all. The one that like he runs into for one minute because the original scene in A oh, New Pigs? Hope. Yeah, the original first scene in A New Hope involves Luke and his friends like hanging out and him going off to the academy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like I don't like him like when he shows up and. Yeah, Biggs, Biggs is pretty unimportant, and it does yeah. a dumb scene to include if you if you cut the original the first the first scene out where they're in the little like it's like Biggs and Tank and Luke and yeah they're all like chilling at the the mm-hmm. cantina or whatever yeah yeah and so like it's just like it's weird when he shows up because they like try to establish this relationship that they've had and there's just nothing there yeah I'll give you that. 
I do. I do. Uh, speaking of sorry, speaking of characters, I do like. I think yeah, Wedge fine. Wedge is one of the best and most underrated characters. Wedge. Which one was Wedge? Wedge. Yeah, Red Leader. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. Dude, Wedge is the true hero of the rebellion. Oh, totally. More than Luke. More than any of them. Yeah, I, I love like any X Wing scene is awesome. Or you know, really just rebel fly fighting scenes, whatever. Right, uh, right. That's what made Star Wars so fucking cool. Is yeah. cool space battles, crazy planets, and yeah, no uh, trade negotiations. In the same vein, another you know, like in that in the the Rogue Squadron or Rebel Squadron, whatever the hell they call themselves. Um, there's a character like who is probably my most hated Star Wars character, and that's Porkins. I seriously hate Porkins. Why do you hate Porkins? So bad. He like he's just stupid. They tell him to pull up like five times before he actually starts to try, and he's so fat that he can't pull up in time, and so he just gets shot. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> sure, it does. How does that? How does like being fat in space? <laughs> because it does. He's maybe it's because he's like starting to get really bad circulation in his veins, so he couldn't pull up on the controls fast enough. <laughs> I guess so. I just like to think that that's the reason. But either way, I hated Porkins because they tell him like ten times, dude, you don't need to go do that. Don't go and try to do it yourself. You should probably pull up. They're going to kill you, and then he dies. Maybe he has a space diabetes. (laughs) If you got (laughs) diabetes. (laughs) I think that was his dad, actually. I think that was Porkins' dad that did those commercials. (laughs) (laughs) If you're my son and you got diabetes flying an X-Wing... Wasn't the actor's last name Ham? <laughs> I think it was, it was. actually. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how they named him Porkins. It's a poor guy. That's mean <laughs> if you think about it. It is, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh no, I mean there's there really isn't much. I really like the original trilogy. Even if I even if I still have still hold the opinion that Return of the Jedi is not a good movie. <laughs> uh, you know, that makes sense. Oh wait. The guy who played Porkins, his name was William Hootkins. Hmm. Hootkins? Hootkins. He was also in the Indiana Jones movies, or at least Ark of the Covenant. Dude, if you go down, there's, there's, there is a rabbit hole you can go down with Star the Wars. amount of actors that were in Star Wars that all were in a whole bunch of James Bond movies and a whole bunch of the, or either the first two Superman movies. A really? A ton of the same actors, yeah. Yeah, he was in, he was in Superman. Yeah, a whole bunch of them were. Wow. Because these are all just, these are all just, uh, um, they were all just, you know, extras from the, the whatever, uh, whatever location they filmed that in the UK. What's that studio called? Um, I don't know what the studio's called, anyway, but yes. I know what you're saying. Same place where they filmed all these and they just yeah. used the same batch of extras for all of them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was major eaten in the, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Because he was always eaten. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and, and the only Superman movie he was in was Superman 4, A Quest for Peace, which is one of the dumbest movies you can ever see. His name was Harry Howler. Hmm. Yeah, it's a dumb name. But I <laughs> I think a lot of my least favorite characters come from the prequels. Oh, sure. Like Dexter Jetster. I like Dexter Jetster. You do? I'm like one of the few people that like hate the prequels, but like Dexter Jetster. <laughs> I, I hate him so bad. He's so like... You know why? Here's the weirdest reason why I like him is because he reminds me of my one of my good friend's dads. 
I mean, like in 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 how his voice sounds, sort of like his attitude, like very lovey and sort of like old friend attitude. And that makes sense. Yeah, he's like, ah, you're my friend, Obi Wan. I'm gonna hug you with my greasy forearms. No, I think my absolute all time least favorite character from the prequels is Anakin. Had that. Was my answer actually? I Is, hate Anakin so yeah. much. I just think he's not just because he's a horrible actor, but they they wrote him terribly. He's so whiny. He's yeah. whiny, and he just doesn't he doesn't have any gravitas at all. Like yeah. you don't even care that he's no. like burning. No, like I don't care. Well, the thing was like, how do they get two awful actors to play Anakin? Like they get a terrible kid and then a terrible adult like did they feel like they had to just because <laughs> like he's like oh we already got a terrible acting kid so we just need to make it seem like that's how he is always i feel like they cast well the older guy whatever his name is hayden christensen yeah i feel like they cast him because he could do like an evil face <laughs> <laughs> he could have like that dark like turning yeah. to the side and having shadow on your no, face thing I mean, he, he he appearance wise he could have done it like yeah. i could have oh, seen yeah. him and with appearance but then words fall out of his mouth or his face moves and it's like oh Oh, I just ruined it (laughs) (laughs) I kinda I'll tell you who I hated was the battle droids I like the battle droids really roger roger I just hate that (laughs) I hate that they gave them voices like they're droids and they're all linked up apparently because they get blown up you know when that central core gets blown up all the droids stop functioning so obviously they have some sort of connective web which means they don't need to audibly speak in order to communicate with each other. So the only purpose for speaking would be to tell people they're under arrest or something. But I guess they're not even arresting people. (laughs) 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 Shit like that. Yeah, like, what the hell is that? You're freaking robots that are connected by some sort of network. Why the hell are you talking to each other? That bugs me so bad. I thought they looked pretty cool, though. They did look... Well, and especially the, the droids, like the upgraded the uh, super battle droids in Episode 2 were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. They were badass. They had the wrist rockets and stuff, and they just walk in that straight line like, boo, 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 boo. Hey, I like the idea of a droid army. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, no. I like the idea. It was just the stupid voices. <laughs> roger, roger. And then all the like whining and like, ah, when they get shot. <laughs> I feel like you need to watch all these again. But Serious. At the same time, I feel like I don't. Yeah. Because all I really remember is just hating Anakin so much. Oh yeah, I like most scenes with Anakin. I just sit there and like. Well, like the the scene with um, him and what's her name Padme mm-hmm. when they're like in a meadow or whatever. <laughs> that was so painful that was like the worst thing i've ever seen that was like the most forced that was the forced most forced romance scene i've ever seen in my life it was bad that one that i mean attack of the clones is generally panned as the worst of all the movies yeah and and the thing that i hate about that is like visually it is so great attack of the clones visually is so freaking awesome like just the way the clones look the way the battle droids are i really like the cloners yeah they looked pretty cool. They were way cool. What, uh, oh, shoot, what planet is that? What do they call it? What do they call it? G, no, it's not Geonosis. It sounds like the G, though. Is it? Where? I'm going to Google this really quick. Where were the clones made? Because, yeah, I love those people. Where the clones made? Let's see. Oh, Camino. Yeah, that's Camino what Dexter Jester says. Yeah. 
And then it was removed from the Jedi archives. And so he's like, this planet should be right here, but it's not here. And then Yoda's like, mm, troubling this is. Let's just listen to Jason <laughs> talk about this. Just, just replay the, uh, the uh, what's it called? One of those, like, audio drama? The audio dra- I'll do a prequel audio drama. Radio drama. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. For you. Um, yeah, for me. <laughs> Maybe I'll just do that by myself someday. Um, no, so I'm, you know, I was saying it earlier, I'm pretty, I'm generally pretty anti the extended universe stuff. Yeah. And, and so uh, why is that? Well, I just don't like the, I didn't really, I didn't get into the Clone Wars. I think partially just because I didn't, I was so anti the prequels that the Clone Wars were like, why would I want to watch more of that? I did watch Rebels, the new show. Yeah. I've heard that's good. I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah. It definitely has more. Well, all the animations based off of the old Ralph McQuarrie art. Okay. Which is awesome. That's cool. Because, yeah, I've seen Darth Vader's face in that. Mm-hmm. It looks very, very similar. And, like, and like the all the, the like young Jedi kid or whoever the hell he is, the main character. Uh-huh. All the aliens he meets up with, they're, like, they're like one, of the, one of the big ones is, like, the original concept art for Chewbacca. That's really cool. It's pretty cool. So, the, the, aesthetically, it looks like Star Wars should... It sort of has more of a seedy underbelly, a lot less of this, you know, the Jedi crap. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't mind Jedi stuff, but I don't. I think what makes Star Wars so great is the balance. Whereas the prequels is it's so Jedi centric. Yeah. To the point where it detracts from being an interesting movie. <laughs> I know, and like it kind of sucks because like the prequels set up so many like world like they do a lot of world building and like scenery and you know like these different planets you know like this place is super cool this place is super cool but then they don't show you anything you know what i mean like when they're on uh um oh shoot i i can't remember what planet it is that they're on when they're chasing after that uh, bounty hunter that tries to kill padme yeah they're on coruscant were they on coruscant when that okay because, like, there is some awesome stuff. You're, like, looking through the city, and it looks freaking awesome, and there's those couple scenes where they're down on the ground. Yeah, you could make an awesome movie just about, like, you know, the lower 30 floors of Coruscant. And yeah. Like, this dark, like, Sin City-style. Like, there's so much you could do with... I mean, I think that's why, like, it gets so bitter about Star Wars, because Star Wars is, like, you know, one of my all-time favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. And then everything that comes out, for Star Wars is made for kids. It's dumbed down. It's all like Jedi this, Jedi that. And there's no, you know, I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, like the gritty reboot uh, <laughs> of Star Wars of what, you know, like let's dig more into the cantina. Let's dig more into Jawa's palace. Let's dig more into these like other aspects of this really cool universe. Yeah. Instead of just... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I did read a lot of the books, and some of the books were really good, and some of them were really bad. Um, yeah, and there... I feel like there's a lot of good books in the... in the. Um, what's the timeline called in the original movies? After Yavin? Yeah, like after Yavin. But there's like a... I don't know. There's like a, a name associated with it. Anyway. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, because like there's, there's the clone era. And then yeah, that's the, right. I don't remember. And then after that is the new Jedi Order. Yes. But I can't remember anyway. No, I know what you're talking about. No, yeah, there is. I mean, there's cool. I loved all the tales from Jabba's Palace, tales from the Cantina, like all the little side stories. I thought that was such a great fleshed-out universe, and 
you could tell people were really into trying to flesh those characters out. Oh yeah, definitely. When they wrote those stories, and I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I read all the way. I read the, most of the books all the way through until there was like some alien from a whole other galaxy that like came into this universe and like they just couldn't be touched by the force at all because they grew up in a different universe that didn't have the force or something like that and I bailed at that point I was like okay whatever guys <laughs> you're reaching <laughs> who's who's your least favorite character Rachel in Star Wars Anakin oh yeah you did say that huh yeah you, you, you agreed with Matt on that sentiment and, and well, I guess no because Matt your least favorite was uh, what's his bucket or was it Anakin were you both on the Anakin yeah, it's probably we're, Anakin. We're yeah. both Anakin, anti-Anakin. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, distance myself from ha- acknowledging the prequels, but I guess, <laughs> I, I, I guess I will. You kind of have to sometime. Ugh. But I can't really think of anybody else that I hated or didn't think really needed to be there. <laughs> yeah, except Anakin. <laughs> well, you know, he needed to be there, but you know who I always hated was Dingar. Who was Dengar? Dengar's the bounty hunter that just is like wrapped up like a mummy. Oh. Yes. It's like all that these guy. awesome bounty hunters and then some dude with, <laughs> with bandages all over him. <laughs> Who the hell is this douche? How did he get in here? Get him back to the medical bay. He's just trying to be different, you guys. <laughs> it's not a phase, Mom. <laughs> I'm always going to wrap myself up like this. <laughs> it makes me feel good. I love, I love the names in Star Wars. Like, one character... Elin Sleesbagano. Oh, yeah, he's the Death Sticks guy? <laughs> yeah. And the Basin Death Sticks. You don't want to sell me Death Sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life or something like that. Still, yeah, come up with a dumb name like that and then you make an even dumber name for a, a narcotic. I <laughs> know, Death Sticks. Death Sticks, yeah, oh, that's, oh, yeah, I'll try Sounds that. Appealing. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I mean, like, you know, we have drugs like acid. And, uh, which like acid doesn't sound very appealing in itself. You know what I mean? But it melts your mind. Yeah. (laughs) And when I smoked, I called them my death sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I guess at this point it's like people, everyone that smokes knows that the cigarettes are killing them. So it almost is. Maybe, maybe that's why he called them death sticks. It's like, geez, these people, like they all know that it's killing them and they're still doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make these death sticks to be more overt about it. <laughs> that's that's my George Lucas impression. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. it was spot on. <laughs> I think let's see if we're if we're doing a George Lucas, I think it's more like this. Um, uh, <laughs> people keep smoking. <laughs> I don't know. It's killing them. Death sticks. I don't know. <laughs> I've never talked to George Lucas, so I'm sorry. May, if you're a nice guy, George, I'm, I apologize. Because he listens to the show every week. Did you guys know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sends me all these He's emails a, all the time. Savage Land subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> he always likes to send me little notes saying, remember when we played egg toss right next to each other? <laughs> that was so much fun. What? Um, <laughs> well, I know that is like, kind of funny because it's out there. I, uh, when I lived in California, I had a friend whose mom worked at Lucasfilm. Uh, Skywalker Ranch, and she invited me to their Fourth of July party, which they have an annual Fourth of July party uh, at Skywalker Ranch for all the really? employees. This is timely right now. And I did play egg toss right next to George Lucas. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yep. 
<laughs> Not bad. And I got a tour of Skywalker Ranch. And I got, uh, you know, just the, the, the one, two. So that was pretty cool. Secret Origins of Matthew. Wow. He's short. He's a short guy. Really? Mm-hmm. Does he talk like that all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not good at egg toss either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he wrote those movies, just Maybe. to get back at people who it's were like, better than him. Fuck you, I'm good at egg toss. <laughs> I'll show you guys. <laughs> if I had the force, I'd be good at egg toss. Maybe that's what he thought to himself as he was playing it. He's like, man, if I just had this like unseen force with my mind. That's where he got the idea from the midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> I just had something in my blood that gave me the floor. <laughs> I think we cracked the code. I think we did. <laughs> yeah, I also saw uh, Robin Williams stripped down buck naked to change out of his biking gear into normal clothes. Wow. Was it awesome? Well, yeah, that's Robin Williams. Did you, did you high five him? <laughs> no, I feel a little weird. <laughs> that is a little weird. That's hilarious. So, I know Rachel. You said you haven't played any Star Wars games at all, uh, except games? except Lego Star Wars. Except Lego Star Wars. Yeah. That is such a fun game. I love the Lego games. It's so cute. They're freaking awesome. I got Lego Batman Three, and I don't play it as much as I should. But man, Legos are good, especially with the Force. Like the Force makes so much yeah, sense in that game. It was a lot of fun, and it and it just keeps like replaying the song. From the prequels, it's like Darth Maul's song. Mm-hmm. It just keeps replaying it. And at the time I was playing it, um, was when that Tom Cruise video came out where he electrocutes Oprah, and it <laughs> plays and it plays to that song. And I was obsessed with that video. And so every time I heard the song, I just would laugh to myself. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen I have that not video? Seen that video? You've never seen that. It sounds like the greatest thing in the history of the world. It is. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's the greatest video I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. That has nothing to do with Lego Star Wars. <laughs> That's but. okay. <laughs> was, but speaking of electrocuting, like the scene I love the most in the prequels is when. Uh, is when Sidious or Palpatine is like sitting there and they, you know, the Jedi just barely found out that he's like this evil guy or whatever. And Mace Windu comes to kill him and he's like electrocuting Mace Windu's lightsaber and it's like sucking his power or whatever. And just that moment where he looks up at Mace Windu and goes, no, no, no. <laughs> oh man. That's like the worst thing it's the ever. Worst. It's uh, so great though. It's almost as bad as the no. From no. Uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> Did you know that James Earl Jones is still voicing Vader in those cartoons in mm-hmm. Rebels? Yeah. Oh. It's still James Earl Jones. Yep. That's cool. Right? It is, it is very cool. Of all the voices, because, like, like, it's good that it's James Earl Jones, but at the same time, like, there's so much, like, on top of that voice that that's probably the easiest one to have to recast because of death or whatever. But he's still, he's still doing Vader. Like, that's, that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. And I think even, I think Anthony Hopkins did uh, C-3PO in Clone Wars, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Or I mean, not Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Daniels. Like, that's Anthony weird. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. <laughs> uh, Anthony Daniels has done every single Anthony incarnation Daniels. of C-3PO. Okay. Yeah. Really? That's uh, awesome. Every, no, everything. There is no... There's no other voice? Mm-hmm. Even in the video games and all? That's really cool. Um, Wait. Hold on, though. One other person, one other person has voiced C-3PO. This sort of counts. In Disney's 
Ant Farm, which is a teen sitcom that went for three seasons. One other person has voiced C-3PO, and he voiced it in this. His name is um, Chris Bartlett, hmm. or Bartlett, but everything else is Anthony Daniels. <laughs> so, yeah, just so you know. The more you know. Oh, wait, no, that was just the portrayal. So when he walks, when he's actually walking in the suit. Because, uh, let's see, in Phineas and Ferb, Simon Pegg voices C-3PO, which is random. Oh, that's right. And then That's a funny show. In one, in one video game, Tom Kane voices him as well as Robot Chicken. Ross King voices him in Jedi Starfighter. And everything else is Anthony Daniels. That's impressive, man. For a guy, like, for a guy that old to be that busy with one character pretty it's pretty solid man i i hope to have like one like i hope someday i can have something that is just so you know like if i if i did a voice actor work or whatever you know just like anthony hopkins it's not like he's really done or i mean anthony daniels gosh damn it stop turning c-3po <laughs> creepy or odin mm. anthony hopkins is c-3po would be the weirdest <laughs> i i would like that i want to see that I'm just thinking of like lines that Odin said. He, or, I'm I, not a Jedi. I think. Not like, yet. I think like he'd like smack our tooth and be like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want it to be like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like not like Odin or anything. I want Hannibal Lecter. I. Three PO. I still haven't seen um, the Silence of the Lambs. Hey, you guys want to ride the Noller coaster? I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible. The Noller coaster? Yeah. What is that? It's the it's it's not working. It's the Noller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? Why isn't it working? Let me see the technical difference. <laughs> 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 oh, the no lure coaster. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, I think Rachel just died. <laughs> or is in the process of dying. <laughs> I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> um... I've got more. I've got more uh, Star Wars meetings. I when I was a kid, Harrison Ford lived in Jackson Hole, and I did too. Really? And one day we were playing baseball, and and he crashed his plane into your house. He was. <laughs> we were playing baseball, and not near my house. There are no planes in the sky. <laughs> but he did uh, come over, and we all tried to get him to give us autographs, and he wouldn't. But he said, but he played baseball with us instead. Oh, that's, that's cute. Awesome, actually. I but kind of have a feeling that you were just stalking. <laughs> You're just stalking the cast of like, Star Wars. <laughs> just like, where's Harrison Ford? <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine this is how Harrison Ford sounded when he said he would play baseball too. Pretty much something like that. <laughs> no, he was cool, and he, you know, he played baseball, and we had fun, but. That's how he sounds. Now. I, I don't know. At the same time, it's like a bunch of kids are like, can we play some autograph? No. No, you can't play autograph. <laughs> but I'll play baseball with you. I think that's kind of cool, though, in the sense that... No, that like, is a cool... I'll give you an experience versus just a signature on a piece of paper. That is fucking dope. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I wish I could say I 
freaking played bass. Like, I've gotten signatures from people like Stan Lee or Kevin Conroy, but it'd be way cooler if I said I played baseball with Stan Lee. Yeah, it doesn't count if you pay for the signature. Yeah, it really doesn't. It takes the magic out of it. I think it does. Especially for Stan Lee when you wait in line for like three hours to get his signature. Five hours for me. <laughs> Five hours? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeesh. At the very first. Yeah. It's kind of like. It, it was, I got so hosed. Um, it's like I waited there. It's the last day. And we get right up to the curtain. I can touch the curtain. It's me and Wolverine. And <laughs> Stanley leaves. And I was in <laughs> line sitting for like five hours. You didn't even get to meet him? I, I got to meet him. but Probably had to go I, take a bathroom break. I did, and everybody in line let me. And then, oh, I mean, he like, did. But well, yeah. Well, he had to go do his panel. Oh, uh, so you had to wait there for like another hour until he got back? Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. But yeah, like everybody in line let me go to the bathroom and oh, then that's cool. like everybody would take breaks and like go get beer and pretzels and stuff. Because yeah. we're all like we had to make friends with each other. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I, still friends with some of the people. Same, but, actually. Yeah. In the stand, like the Stan Lee line makes a lot of friends because that's where I made like three or four friends in the line. For yeah, because there was year. Wolverine and then the guy I'm still friends with. He was dressed up as Flash Gordon. Nice. I think. Uh, let's see. There was... When I went, it was a uh, captain, a female Captain Reynolds, and let's see, her brother was there too, and he was. Uh, I feel like he was something weird, but he might not have been something weird. Like I feel like he might have been a male Princess Leia, or he could have just been something totally normal, like Indiana Jones or something. He might have been Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he was either this or this. Because like I know I've I saw both of those cosplays in line. Yeah. I just don't know which one was him. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, I. Yeah. It, it was funny when I when I got his signature. He he was like falling asleep. But like people, you know, like one person would like walk away, and in between that person walking away and the next person coming up, you'd see him just like. Yeah. Well, that was the, that was the first time. Was the five hours, and then the second time I was actually in my Domino cosplay, and I go up nice. there with my Spider-Man poster, <laughs> and you signed it for me. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I like our Comic Con actually. Here, the the Salt Lake City Comic Con. It's it's a good con, and they're the freaking the the suit. So you know how uh, Comic Con International is suing Salt Lake City Comic Con for using the term Comic Con. Yeah. Even though like thirty other ones do it, including New York. Mm-hmm. Um. That, that freaking battle is going to the Supreme Court now. Yeah, I just saw that. Unreal. That is pretty crazy. These guys are such douchebags. Like, and it's not just like it's not just for Salt Lake. Like, it's for all the other people using that term. Like, they're all backing Salt yeah. Lake and giving them financial support for the uh, lawsuit because it's like if, if you know, like if they win that lawsuit, then everyone else loses it. New York has to change their name. Chicago, Phoenix, like all of them. Crazy. That's just stupid. I know they're just trying to like claim the name so they can be the the only one. There can be only one. Yeah. Well, what they need to do is then, if if that happens, then move it around annually. Every year, it's in a different place. Yeah, and they they could, but they're they're kind of trying to. So they they just signed an agreement that keeps them in San Diego for two more years, but they're trying to basically make themselves the Comic Con. You know, instead of just San Diego, that's why they changed their name to Comic Con International, uh, two a year ago or two years ago. But they're they're thinking that they'll be leaving San Diego here in the next couple of years because it just doesn't have the room to support it. Like the building is too small. There's not enough infrastructure in place for the influx of people, and so they're thinking of moving it to Las Vegas. And they basically are trying to keep the identification when they move. But I I wish they would do it like in a different city every year. That'd be so awesome. Kind of like the Super Bowl. Mm. 
because it would generate a lot of revenue for those towns. You know, like the Super Bowl generates so much revenue for each each city that it goes into each yeah. year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would have to be a city with the right type of infrastructure, and like I don't think Salt Lake could handle it. I think I'm just one of those few nerds that just don't like Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. I like ours, but I I've never had an overwhelming desire to go to like Comic Con International or I'm New talking York Comic Con. Any of them, really? Mm-mm. Why is that? I just don't like spending money to go spend more money when all the things that I want to go there for I enjoy all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd get more out of spending those time watching, you know, geek movies or reading comic books or reading books or whatever mm-hmm. than just going around to somewhere that's super crowded and I you have to pay a ton of money to go for, wait in super long lines. Maybe you'll see a panel or two where you'll just see people talk about how great they are. Mm-hmm. And then you go home. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I get your point there, but... I do that have is a, also the bitter point, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> I do have a slightly different experience with Comic-Con, because usually the panels I go to, I don't go to the celebrity panels much. Like, I didn't go to Stephen Amell or Stan Well, actually, I did go to Stan Lee's. Um, but, like, there are also a bunch of panels there that are, like, you know, how, how to, you know, draw for comic books, like drawing sequential art. Um, there's a lot of them about writing. There's a lot of them where, like, you know, it's just, like, discussions about, like, there was, I think, uh, last year there was one about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I, and I like those. I, mean, I like the idea of panels yeah especially if those panels are are on topics that i find interesting yeah i think that's one of the things that is really great about it but generally if it's going to be a panel that's you know hosted by someone that might have some cloud or someone you actually want to hear what their opinion is on said topic it's gonna be like you know sit there and wait in line for four hours to see that yeah jesus christ that's crazy yeah no i totally get you uh you know when you can probably watch that exact panel online for free yeah and you someone will upload it yeah yeah no I, I know exactly what you mean i i'm definitely like like with i had no desire to go to a lot of the celebrity panels last year but the ones that i did go to were just like college professors hosting things about you know how to do this like writing or, or drawing or things like that and they were really informative and fun and then you know i did have a really bad experience podcasts. when i went to the jurassic park panel the dinosaur panel really Oh, really? It was the worst. Because it was a bunch of people from, like, Fangoria magazine who didn't know shit about dinosaurs. <laughs> oh. At all. Ah. And uh, so, you know, we go to this panel, we're expecting, like, people who know about dinosaurs. Oh. And they're, like, up there, like, did you know dinosaurs maybe had feathers? And you're just like, oh, God, I hate <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> did you know the Jurassic Park dinosaurs aren't real dinosaurs? You're just like, I will slap you. <laughs> but there was a guy in the crowd. There was a group of people in the crowd who were all paleontologists from the U. Oh, Jesus. And they took over the panel. Oh, good. I mean, not literally, but they... Hostile like, takeover. They but they started, asking take the mics. <laughs> they started asking questions. And all the people on the panel kept referring to them when people would ask the panel questions. Because... They, <laughs> Like, I don't know, ask the smart Ask the guys. real guys who know yeah. what the hell they're talking about because they're, you know, paleontologists. Yeah. Well, and I think because they – so I, I filled out the, the form for um, the, the panels this year and I'll probably be going to a couple of – like hosting a couple of panels. Um, and on the form now they've got like a whole like – you know, kind of a section for screening where it's like, okay, what makes you an ep- expert on this topic or like why, you know, why should you mm-hmm. be talking about this? And so I feel like that's kind of one of their ways of – 
limiting that more of being like, okay, let's get some people that actually know stuff. So maybe maybe it'll be a little different this year, but we'll find out, I guess, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... I get you, though, because I, I hate it when, like... And even on podcasts, uh, ironically enough, but, um, like, on podcasts when people will be talking about something that they... Like, talking like they're an expert on something that they know nothing about. That's it, what I hate. That's yeah. my biggest peeve. Because, like, on dinosaurs, I know jack shit about dinosaurs, and well, so I usually it, yeah, defer to Matt on that. If I don't know something about something i'll say i don't know a lot about this so well to be fair they did but but on the other hand you would expect to go somewhere and have the experts actually hosting it right you expect to go to a panel like dinosaurs in movies and expect them to talk about dinosaurs in movies versus these guys who were like jurassic park was cool (laughs) king kong was cool yeah um what else had Land dinosaurs? Before Time was cool. Yeah. What other movies oh, had dinosaurs in? It? Like, it was just like, you guys are, what the hell? Come with, like, come with a little bit of information. That'd be so funny. It's just a panel of them, like, Googling, like, dinosaurs and movies. Dude, that's what it felt like. It's, it's seriously what it felt like. And, you know, I don't pay, you know, however much I paid to get into the Super Comic Con to go see some panels and have them just be just horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I get you. I know, and that that is the worst part when you just go to like bad panels and you're like, shit, I paid over a hundred dollars for this. So I would like. To, I mean, I would. I, I I would be interested if there were panels that I would actually that that I would with you know uh, comic authors talking about their craft. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. And I just I didn't see a lot of that. that. There really wasn't a lot of that. Yeah, I uh, wish artists talking about their art. I would love to see that. Yes, I felt like the whole artist alley was severely lacking at the last one. Yeah, there were, I mean, there were a few good ones, but there were, like, definitely a lot that... I just, you go there, and, like, the overwhelming majority of the art is just bad. Yeah. It's just not good. There's a whole lot of bad art there. Yeah. I know, we we had, let's see, last year we had Neil Adams, Jim Chung, um, and, like, two or three other people that were, like, good and, like, had been published in, you know, in in mainstream comic books. Well, I guess that's it. There's not a lot of people who have actually been published. Yeah. It's just, like, Jimmy Johnsonson from... (laughs) Kentucky, he's like, I drew Captain America on paper. <laughs> yeah, for myself, for yeah. resale. What do you think? It's cool, huh? Yeah. I'm going to print it, but I'm going to print it real crappy, and you can see pixels. Yeah, I know. There like, there are some good ones that are like, you know, people that, that weren't publishing things, but they sell their art as like different. Like, there was one that was like minimalist posters for movies like Ninja Turtles and Star Wars and I stuff. I saw those. Those were pretty cool. Those were cool. Um, but yeah, then there's just a lot of I mean, like, I got crappy. those. I had uh, a podcast. You can't see it. Oh, yeah. I got, got these postcards, and it's a guy who did... Uh, all three original Star Wars to look like uh, Italian spaghetti westerns. It's all, all everything's in Italian. That's way cool. And I think that I really like those. Il ritorno dello Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Greedo and Han with the Greedo in, in front. But yeah, you can move him. Oh yeah, just like the oh, good, the bad, awesome. and the ugly. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So no, you're. I mean, there are there are good artists. Yeah. I love that guy. He's always there. The guy who does the Welcome to Utah, and it's the, the Tuscan Raiders. Yes. Okay, that's, uh, that's, I guess cool. that's cool. Yeah, and I... Um, oh, what's... Shoot. Uh, Steve Lieber, uh, who did Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was there last year. Coolest freaking dude. So I had the Hawkeye hardcover, and he did uh, one of the issues in that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll go and, you know, have him sign it. I go there, and, like, he, you know, he draws Hawkeye's face on it, and, like, he does, like, insane detail inside the book. But then he just sits there and talks with me for, like, ten minutes. Just about, like, nothing. Just about, you know, characters and stuff. He talks to me about, my, like, my cosplay and, like, why, you know, why you wanted to do superior foes and, like, the 
the process that they actually have on that book and how it's different from others, like how he's, you know, more involved creatively and stuff. Like it was way cool. And the dude was super interesting. Got a ton of chest hair as well. Just FYI. Yeah. If you ever meet Steve Lieber, his chest hair is like flowing (laughs) out of his shirt, but great artist and like just super cool dude. And that's Jim Chung was the same way. Um, he's a British Chinese guy, which is an awesome combination because like he dresses pretty well. You know, he's always got like the black colored shirt, which is, I feel like stereotypical almost, but it looks good. So whatever. Um, but then he just like sits there and talks. Like, I I went with uh, I went as Hawkeye with another friend of mine as Kate Bishop. It's like, oh hello Hawkeyes and stuff, and just like sat there talking to us for a little a little bit. And I love him because uh, he did Young Avengers originally. He was one of the creators of Young Avengers. Oh, okay. And then uh, he also did the Infinity event, and he draws a damn good Thanos. Hmm. And so I was like, yeah, this guy's awesome. And he signed a bunch of shit. So, But no, yeah, we I, I feel like... But the thing is, the funny thing is, like, we do have one of the better cons in the U.S. that's not New York or San Diego. And so it's kind of interesting, like, thinking about, like, the lack of, of creative talent that we get at ours. And what? then you have to think, like, how bad it must be at a lot of the other ones. Well, I just think that it's not about... It's not Comic-Con anymore. It's... Geek culture con. Yeah, that's and, fair. You know, and that's, I think, where my sort of like, hey, what the hell, guys? Yeah. Because you walk in and it's like a giant geek Toys R Us. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like paying to get into this weird shopping mall. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah. is. That's, so that's if you, actually fair. So if you had your emphasis on, you know, comic books or it can still be geek culture, but people yeah. who are, you know, get people who are involved behind the scenes, get people who are filming these things, yeah. working on the movies, working on the comic books, doing the art, doing the writing, doing the storytelling, yeah, whatever. That would interest me because yeah. that's really cool. And I like to figure out where people get their ideas from. I have no interest in meeting Robbie ML or Steve ML or whatever his <laughs> name is. Like there's, they're both people that are in shows. They're cousins. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. It's like, you know, we, when we were there last time, we saw Carrie Fisher and I was like, well, it's, you know, wow, she was in Star Wars, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. You know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't really care because I played baseball with Harrison Ford and egg toss with George Lucas. So Carrie Fisher's old hat to me. And I found Bill, Bill Murray's wallet in a coffee shop. Are you shitting me? No, not shitting. What the hell? <laughs> Matt, what is your life? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> are you pop are you a paparazzi? I feel like you're a paparazzi. No, it's just right place, right time. <laughs> you should be a paparazzi then, Jesus Christ, dude. Um But no, I I mean that's what would interest me. Yeah. No, I, that- actors don't interest me at all. Yeah. I don't care if you played whatever. Well, and that is, I mean, that's, that is kind of how New York and San Diego Comic-Con are, is that there are a lot of, you know, creators or filmmakers, you know, like now it's become definitely more of a geek con, but they still do have panels with the filmmakers and all that. But, and that's, but it's to so me, crowded. It's so crowded. But, I mean, that sounds really cool to me. Yeah. I'd love to go see, you know, um, go, like, see how Matt Fraction came up with his Hawkeye Fuck, ideas. Like, I that'd know. be so cool to hear how he came up with that shit. So he actually, Matt Fraction lives in, in Portland with a lot of other creators mm-hmm. and apparently about the only other like non mainstream comic con that rivals Salt Lake is the one in, I think it's in Portland. It might be in Washington, Probably or, Portland. Washington or something, okay. but I think it's in Portland, but every year he goes and does a panel. Is that um, Emerald city comic con? Emerald city, I think is in, in Seattle. That's where Bendis is too in Portland. Bendis. Yeah. Yeah. They all like, there's a ton of comic See, book creators that, that live like super, super cool. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up and see if there's, like, a Comic-Con. Let's see. Portland Comic-Con 2015. 
Yeah, like Charles Soule, Matt Fraction, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. They go every freaking year. Oh, it's Wizard World. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Wizard yeah. World Portland. And they've got... Oh, wow, yeah. Yep, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, in February 2016, maybe we should take a road trip. Savage Land road trip. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> I'd prefer more comic book writers. Yeah. I know, that'd be... I, I do There's love comic book writers. There's never any comic book writers. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I feel like that's why I appreciate um, like Fat Man on Batman and... Uh, uh, word balloon podcast because like that's all he, that's all they do is like interview comic book creators you know and I love that because they're they're such interesting people and they're so good at just like conversation and talking about their creative process yeah but that's what I would be more interested in is comic book writers and creators and even yeah. the artists like the, oh yeah like Matt said the artists are just their their table and oh, most yeah. of them are just. Johnny Hot Dog. <laughs> well, yeah, and like if you if you uh, if you look at um, or if you listen to like uh, like Jim Lee or or Neil Adams on Fat Man on Batman, those interviews yeah. they were awesome. Like, and those two are both both artists, but like they're so freaking good at just talking and just like letting it out. And I think it's because Kevin Smith usually smokes weed with his guests to yeah. open them up a bit. Well, I I met but, Neil Adams at one of the cons here. Yeah, same and here. He's super talkative and really nice he's he's so he's got a certain way about him where like he's he's a he's a salesman yeah oh freak yeah he'll sit there and be like why are you just getting one just get just get three because it'll be only this much yeah same here (laughs) and he like he'll sit there and complain about how people in utah are so stingy like so much stingier than everyone else and it's so funny like just he's he's got that that way about him but Still a nice guy, though. Oh, definitely a great guy. But yeah, no, I I love uh, I love listening to comic creators talk. That's funny in uh, in Emerald City Comic Con. You know how we have like our artist Sally, just like uh, what's their faces do uh, San Diego. In Emerald City, they have writers block. Uh, block of writers. I writers block. They had had one of those at a. I think it was Fantasy Con. Oh, really? Actually. Writers block. I don't see the point of having Fantasy Con if we have Comic Con and it's basically the same thing in general. I kind of melt Fantasy the two. Con was my favorite. Really? So is that by the, far uh, my favorite one? Does the only thing that differentiates it, like the only thing that differentiates it, is it just that they don't have the comic book stuff there? Because there's a lot of fantasy stuff at Comic Con. Yeah, they didn't have any comic book stuff there. There was less people. Did they have so, more fantasy stuff, or was it about the same amount of it fantasy was, it stuff? It was a lot of fantasy stuff. Really? Because they had a lot of Lord of the Rings people there. Mm. That's I went for Simon Pegg. I see. Simon was, Pegg was at FantasyCon? Yeah, that's where I met him. Damn. was FantasyCon. But they, they had, like, a big battle arena with LARPers, and, like, those <laughs> those people I don't get. I went and sat there, and I... Yeah. <laughs> I need to see Cause, this. Because I'm nerdy, but, like, those guys are nerdy, and... LARPing is pretty crazy, but I. I it was I interesting though. It. I had a lot of fun. No, there, Fantasy Con was my favorite one. What what movie was it where they had like a bunch of LARPing? Was that Role Models? Yeah. And that <laughs> I love Role Models. Is that the documentary? No, the, there is a documentary. The documentary though. was one of the funniest things I've I ever loved seen in my the life. Documentary. Really? Do you remember what it was called? I can't remember what it was called. Is that the kid where? Is that the one where there's like the, his kid who's like doomed for life? It's like the guy. Oh, so he's a LARPer, like die, die hard LARPer. Oh, and then, so they're like following him around just in his life, and it's a, you know it's a real guy. Yeah, yeah. But there's all these. Like, he's got a son who's probably like six or eight or something, mm. who is just doomed. I mean, this kid is 
fucked for life. <laughs> but it's hilarious because it shows scenes with this little kid, and he's like, he's like swinging this little like mini wooden sword, and I was like, back peasants, and he's like swinging his sword into the air and stuff. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> that's so awesome. That, I've always... That's not the documentary I was thinking of. There was there's another one that's like. They're trying to be like the best, like West Coast LARP group, and this is a, this so is they're the they're East trying Coast. to like write this big fantasy story and make all the other people jealous. Oh no, this was just about like it's more about the people behind it. Yeah, no, this was just nerds competing with nerds. Oh no, this was that. this was like just some like group of people in like Carolina or somewhere who just do this, and it's so they're like <laughs> like they're like at the location like getting set up and like these kids come to play soccer and they're like like kids are making fun of them because they're larping and they're trying to like play soccer and they don't want they want these kids to leave because they rented out they're like we have a con we, you know and they're dressed like in full larp gear and like, <laughs> oh, we 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 filled out all the appropriate documents and paperwork so we could use this park <laughs> for the day and you guys can't play soccer it's just like so hilarious oh man no i mean i i i, I did a little bit of larping back in the day and it was pretty fun yeah I mean, I I get it. I get how that's fun, but yeah, it's hard not to like think of people who do that as like the most uber nerds in the entire world. It's true. Yeah, it was hard. Like, I don't have anything against larpers. I mean, I'm nerdy. Do what yeah. you like, but it was just different to be like finally on that side of man. What's wrong with these people? I don't understand. <laughs> I know you're so used to being on like the other <laughs> yeah, side where everyone's exactly. looking at your comic yeah. book. Like what the hell? Yeah, well they're looking at me like I'm the weirdo now. Well, you, but you guys go in cosplay, and that's yeah. pretty damn close. It yeah, is. Yeah, that is true. But I don't. I don't have like as Hawkeye. I don't have a, a freaking like a battle with Hydra agents or something. Although that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I mean. That'd be <laughs> I, okay, so I've always wanted the one like type of almost LARPing thing that I've always wanted to do is have like Star Wars paintball. I think that'd be so cool. That would be fun. Like, it'd be so hard to clean off your stormtrooper costume. You guys, <laughs> it works so hard. <laughs> Don't get paint on my stormtrooper gear. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would wear that though. Like, I'd, I'd have a rainbow stormtrooper outfit. You know? Yeah. No, I mean I think so too. I think that I like I like that the, there's that group that does the big Fallout one in the desert. Like that yeah. sounds like it'd be pretty cool. Oh, that would be so fun. That I think, type of stuff would be way cool. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think stuff like that's not a bad idea. I think the reason I think LARPing gets such bad rap is because it's fantasy and fantasy is like I'm not. Gonna, it's not I'm as not mainstream. Yeah, sentence. The only the only <laughs> fantasy that's I, really mainstream is like Game of Thrones and I love fantasy. Lord of the Rings. No, it's not. I know that it's not mainstream. I just I just think fantasy is the, like the corniest of all the geek things. A lot of mm. it is really corny and, and really bad. I mean, fantasy. I feel there's a lot like of bad fantasy. Some of the worst. Yeah, there's a high. Yeah, I get like there's a higher percentage of bad fantasy than there is bad like sci-fi and stuff like that. Because I mean, there there is a lot of bad sci-fi and bad you know superhero comics and stuff like that. But I think since fantasy has been around so much longer, that there's a whole lot of just like, yeah, you know, a lot more fantasy followers and devotees that, that take it upon themselves to write their own stories that they don't really do research on how That's to craft true. a story on. I love fantasy, though. Like, well, I, think fantasy I love Lord just, of the Rings, it The just, Hobbit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it just, I think it just falls into those tropes far too easily. And it's all about, and I think I said it on the podcast today, it's like, Okay, get some humans, get some elves, throw a dragon in there, uh, maybe a wizard or two, 
and a really special magic item and done. <laughs> yeah. There's that's, my story. That's fair. Yeah, you got your you got your fantasy MacGuffin, you got your yep. different differentiated people and species so that they can be easily identified and, and be at odds with each other and Yeah, that makes sense. No, I mean and you know, and and there's I'm trying to think of what like I like urban fantasy. I like the Dresden Files kind of stuff. That's that can be pretty cool. Yeah. Um or Harry Potter. That's a good fantasy. It's yeah, I fantasy. just I don't know, I really loved Harry Potter, but it's a great Awesome. I'm just kidding, Matt. You can have your opinion, but I hate you for it. Um, <laughs> there's a book called The Orphans of Chaos. The Orphans of Chaos. And you probably I'm an never, agent of chaos. You've probably never heard of it, but it's like Harry Potter, but more mature. Mm. And it's really good. I don't want to grow up. I would recommend it. So, In the same vein, actually, there's a comic book coming out right now called Gotham Academy. That's like Harry Potter meets Scooby-Doo in Gotham. That's dumb. It's awesome, actually. <laughs> I want to read it. Yeah, Gotham Academy is dope. I read the first issue the other day, and it's it's fun, super fun. It's like just all the and like the characters are so weird and silly, and it's it's a good book. It's it's like it's closer to the all ages type of book, but it's very it's very fun. Hmm. Were you not a Scooby Doo fan? No. God damn it! He was too busy stalking. <laughs> Stalking celebrities from Star Wars. <laughs> I ain't got time for Scooby Doo. I gotta go find George Lucas. <laughs> no, but I but I did read a lot of Choose Your Own Adventures. Those are pretty good books. Um, Scooby Doo. I love the Scooby Doo team from Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I did start watching Venture Brothers since you recommended it to me, yeah, and, and it's the best. It is pretty damn good. <laughs> it's it's good. I'll give you that. It just gets better. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I like every time I'm looking on Netflix now. I have to or looking on you know uh, what to watch. I guess because one's on Hulu and one's on Netflix. I have to like decide between Archer and Venture Brothers, and they're both really good. But I guess I guess I'll just continue to watch both simultaneously and see how that works out for me. But speaking of simultaneously watching, I think it's time for us to simultaneously watch our way out of here. Am I right, guys? Am I right? Am I right, fellas? Where are my fellas at? Right. I'm not a fellow. Where my where my ladies at and my <laughs> fellows? Because I'm all an inclusive. <laughs> you guys got any last last you, words you to sell us? You off? can use dude now. I think dudes have become pretty gender neutral. Dude has kind of become very gender neutral. I don't know. I don't know how much people like dude, but because that's the thing is like I've called people dude before and they get really mad about it. And so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I should feel about. Did you ever it. say? Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Haven't said that. <laughs> no, you never watched that show on Nick? I, I did. Yeah, hey, dude. Yeah. That was great. Hey, no. On the dude ranch. The dude ranch. Yep. Yeah. Nope, what was the other one that was hey, dude, and there was eat my shorts? Salute your shorts. Salute your shorts. Which Salute that song shorts. still gets stuck in my head. Which song? I don't know. Can we sing it? Sing it. Sing it, Rachel. No, I'm not going to sing it. No, sing it. No. I'm not going to sing it. No. But I made a salute your shorts joke the other day at work. Nobody got it. And they mm. just stared at me. It was a Zeke the plumber joke. What was the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Nobody got> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> what was the, what was the other guy? The, the, the larger fella. Donkey lips. Donkey, Donkey lips. lips. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey lips. Holy shit. Yep. Salute your shorts. Oh man. Well, 
enjoy your lives and your random LARPing <laughs> sessions and <laughs> adventures. You were going to say, enjoy your burrito, and I was going to say, Jason, this is not that podcast. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> enjoy your burrito. Damn it! <laughs> That's the wrong podcast. Damn it! Every time. <laughs> Get out of here. Hardwick's going to sue me again. <laughs> All right. Peace out.